good flawless well, this morning welcome to it's Tamika michelle podcast show welcome every last one of you the sound of my voice this is a big hello this is me saying come on in get comfortable and today's subject is i got treated by detroit i'm gonna start at that subject but end with something different so let's start with the i got treated by detroit Damn, did I get treated? I was damn near licking the bowl. I'm sure enough I was licking my fingers. Okay, for those who don't know, my original pedigree was, well, is, always will be, is I was born in the city, 313, Detroit, Michigan. Now, I can sit there and play games with you and say, well, the reason why I'm musically inclined because I'm from Detroit. No, all that. I ain't going to tell you that. <laughs> I think music, I believe music is on the inside of you, me, all of us, and it's waiting to be released. A lot of artists, a lot of famous artists like Prince, uh, they ha- um, Tupac, the point I'm making about these two particular artists, they, um, Prince, I was told, had a vault. Listen, he had a vault of music that he... It hasn't even been released to the public. I'm believing that's with his family. They inherited. And let me see. Prince. Tupac. They said Tupac was a genius. Which I would love to believe that. Because I'm such a Tupac fan. I mean, I'm not a thug or nothing. But, like, I was so, like, hypnotized by Tupac. You know, else feel me the same way. He died in 1997, I believe. And he wasn't even 30. Um, I would like to do a documentary on him. God blesses me with the money. I, in the press, I would love to do a documentary on, like, five people who passed away before they were 30. And Tupac is one of them. And Jimmy Hendrix is another one. He was 24 or 27. The point is, he was in his 20s before 30. So the point is, it's a tragedy. It is, but, you know, we all live our life. And there's some things that's beyond our control. Other things, well, we can't control. But let's let's stop talking about too much. I wanted to talk about the possibility of me doing a documentary. Um, I want to do a documentary called Before 30. And... Um, I think people will be interested in it, you know, because, well, people say that, you know, Tupac died this way, Tupac died that way, or he's still living on, you know, I ain't gonna entertain that because I like them too damn much. I'd be fucking mad as hell if, like, he's somewhere in Cuba living his life. I had a thing for him, and, and I wasn't the only one in the United States that had a, I got you. I had a real thing for him, so and I looked up to him, but, you know, you, everyone lives their life, and the rest is up to us. So, let's get back to it. Detroit treated me. Now, I'm from Detroit, and I was born and raised there. And people get shocked when I tell them I am from there, because people think everyone from Detroit is rowdy as hell, don't know how to act, blah, 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 get the fuck out of my face with that stupid shit. No, that's one of the reasons why I made a choice to leave Detroit. I don't, I ain't called Detroit my home in 20 years. I ain't lived there since I was 20 years old, I'm 41. Okay, so it's been a long time. So, what do I mean by Detroit? It's a girl that works at an Italian restaurant. 
And I love Italian food, by the way. That's my favorite. That's my shit, okay? That's like my kryptonite. I can't say no to that shit at all. So, especially with good shit. She gave me some lasagna. It was thick lasagna. When I said treated by Detroit, see, I told her about my mother and my mother's standards of how she make lasagna. It would be like maybe five inches of a hard cheese, pasta, meats. I mean, delicious, made in a roaster, baked in a roaster. Um, my mom can cook her ass off. She's from West Virginia, folks. So, anyone else got a mother that can cook? I got a mother that can cook her ass off. So, I was very fortunate in that. Mm. Let's get back to Detroit by Detroit. The girl's from the D. She's from Detroit. She's from the west side. I'm from the east side. Talked about my high school and all this other shit. And uh, we talked about each other, Frederick, where you're from, where you're raised. And um, it was just a beautiful blessing. I've been getting woke up by people on the strip. And I'm actually looking at it as a blessing because if you fall asleep out here and you got anything that's worth anything, your shit is going to get stolen. I hate to say that. Um, even these free phones, look, they would take that shit. Um, I guess people are desperate. They just like to steal, you know. So, uh, how you doing? I'm good. I got you. I'm right here, so I might as well do something. I ain't what I Oh, that's okay. You fine? Somebody over there? Oh. Okay. I won't say nothing. I bet the baby cute. Oh. <laughs> uh, I used to work as a lunch lady before. Nah, uh. Well, I'm from Detroit. Wow, really? I know there many years. Um, no, I was living in Jersey when I was working. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm from the East Side. Yeah, Seven Mile and Gratiot. Huh? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Y'all have a good one. Y'all from Detroit, huh? Ah. <laughs> Uh, so let me get back to the treaty by Detroit. I just got to be talking to some Detroiters. Lovely, lovely people, beautiful people. Um, inside and out. So it feels good. Do you feel like I'm being treated by Detroit? Like I just got to pushing a button, the elevator door, not yeah, door, to, so they can get on. And like it's a family, it's a dad, it's a mom, it's a beautiful little baby girl. And then like, so the food was so incredible. I almost licked the bowl. I almost licked the bowl. And I'm assuming she made it. I'm going to ask her did she make it. Or maybe the chef made it. The, the, the executive chef of the Mongolian restaurant. I love Italian food. Like I said, it's, it's, it's my kryptonite. I can't say no to it. And I'm over here talking to you. Licking. Tasting my fingers. Because I have not had food like that in over 20 years. And, um... I can kick my, cook my ass off too, but I don't know. I feel like something, people who know how to cook, I, okay, there's some things I can creatively cook far more better than my mother, but lasagna, she got that shit, hands down. Whoever made this, <laughs> I'm still licking the bowl. So the phrase that pays for this food is licking the bowl. <laughs> And um, I've even met people that work at the Mongolia and that actually would tip me big um, out here drumming 
before my bongo got stolen like i said they steal every fucking thing out here if you i guess slipping if you're not paying attention so long story short folks i am up right now it is 12 28 and i'm about to leave pack my stuff and get out of here because well i want to keep my phone and that's the first thing they go for if your phone is anywhere not near your person they go hurry up and snatch it or it just happened to slide out i'm just telling you what happened to me how i was slipping how i wasn't paying attention okay so long story short i got treated by detroit i got some respect and detroit love from detroiters that i haven't gotten in 20 fucking years including the bowl i just can't stop licking <laughs> um as I'm talking to you, I can't stop looking at it. Um, it's like one of those meals is so good you eat it slowly. Or it's so good you inhale it like I just basically did. I couldn't stop. It's like pasta and cheese and the meat and all and layers of that shit. I mean, I don't think it's a lifestyle you're supposed to eat, but it's a hell of a, a, hell of a treat. So, long story short. Um, and then the people who I just let on the elevator, me and from Detroit. Um... Yeah, all of them from Detroit. So a lot of Midwest people come out here because they try to get away from the cold. I feel them, you know. Just just get out for a minute, you know. And um, long story short, I um, I have a fear. Well, I'm talking about being treated by Detroit. About Detroit, what's the fear? I actually got two of them. The first fear. My brother has a, um, a certification in heating and cooling and he comes out here a lot now anybody who knows me in the tragedies of my life my brother and i do not talk why he's an asshole not only that but like what i'm afraid is i'm gonna be out here drumming and his ass come out here with his girlfriend and he come walking down the fucking bridge where i'm at <laughs> And then, like I say, well, you ain't got to be out here and all the other stuff. And, and it's all bullshit because y'all did me fucking dirty. You know what I'm saying? Y'all done me fucking dirty. It's not like this happened 10 years ago. Try a month ago. Try right after my our father's funeral. He did us, did me really dirty to where I don't want to fuck with him. Um, and I should do this. Like, okay, look here. I don't know all of you. Or what y'all been through. I'm talking about being treated by Detroit, but one of the reasons why I don't mess with Detroit is because, okay, let me keep it real. I'm trying to say it, but I can't make it sound pretty. I normally know how to talk about stuff and make it sound good. But this particular subject, baby, it ain't good at all. So here it goes. I was molested by my stepfather, okay? And I found out years later that it happened to one of my sisters. So there's only two other sisters. It's just. It's, no, I'm sorry. It's three girls, one boy. So this tells me something. If out of three, two is saying to each other of what happened to them, the third one who won't admit to it, it happened to that person too. We were all kids. We were all virgins. We were all kids. This motherfucker had no business touching me. He had no business dragging me down to the basement. I know we don't talk about that because that subject is some people don't like to talk about it some people don't want to face it hell I didn't for many years so I started having real bad post-traumatic stress disorder 
real bad. But like most people who gone through that, I can't. I don't want to sum people up, put them in a a boat and say this is how they are. I can just tell you what happened to me. It fucked me up so bad to where first I didn't know how to look at black men. I'll be honest with you, and don't get mad at me when I say this, but I had a messed up perception of black men, especially from the islands. My stepfather is from the islands, okay? And anyone who is from that particular island, I couldn't stand whatsoever. So, um, so, um, I'm over here full right now because I ate this really good food from a girl that worked at a real good Italian restaurant here that gave me a thing of lasagna for 100% free and respect that I haven't got any trace. See, it's reasons in the exercise of snow and the ice that I don't see how they bear that shit every year because the winter is coming and oh lord, I feel bad for them. I, I'll visit that motherfucker. Maybe, but like, so because I spoke about the molestation early, um, my mother, I can't tell nobody how to be a mom. I, I'm not a mom. I can't tell nobody how to be a mother. But when your daughter comes to you and said that this happened to her and she needs someone to like comfort her, you should not degrade her and make her feel like she's like a hussy, like I was fucking her man. Whoa, that's taking it somewhere that like is it, sick. And that's where she took it. She took it like I was a fucking other woman and I was under 12 years old and this shit was happening to me. And I couldn't say that because she was beating the hell out of me. At 15, I had my first black eye from my mother. Her, so, yeah, I'm gonna go tell the person who just gave me a black eye that this, this motherfucker won't leave me alone. I'm going to tell you that. My, the trust is gone. And then, like, as a grown woman, fast forward to the here and now. There's nothing I could do about that. What happened on both ends. But my, my stepfather was doing the freaky, nasty things he was doing to me. Forcing my hand to touch and grab things that I had no business touching. Sick fucker. So the point I'm making to you is... Um, it's like I got punished for being honest. Right there. At least that's how I feel. And so what the hell does it have to do with my big brother? Well, my big brother reached out to my mother's husband within the week. He didn't even wait like a month or no shit like that. Very disrespectful. Within the fucking week of my father's burial moving days okay he reached out to him how would I know that you know Facebook has you know like suggested friends I had two accounts with Linda's name and picture on that motherfucker suggesting that I become his friend so he had two accounts I blocked both of them in order to block both of them in all honesty because my brother was already a Facebook friend of his that's well I had to block him. So I her like hurry up and block them. Does it hurt that me and him don't talk? Of course. My brother was my homie growing up. My brother when my dad our father died, 
he was the one that I cried with. We both cried together, mourning our dad. I still cry for my daddy every day, almost. Even as I do this podcast show with you, and I ask myself why I don't go to Detroit. Uh, my security, my safety was, my life was fucked up. Simple as that. And then as a grown woman, they did not respect me. Even when I would come visit them, they did not appreciate me. And you know what? I don't know you. I don't know every person that listens to this podcast show. But your time should be appreciated. Meaning, I ain't say they got to kiss your ass, but they ain't got the right to abuse you. They ain't got the right to degrade you because y'all related. No, fuck that shit. That's stupid. You know, so we don't have to play these games no more because ain't like I live in this house, you know what I'm saying, waiting for y'all to pay my bills. No, I pay my, I'm paying my own bills, honestly, since I'm um, 17. So, <laughs> you know, I love the fact I can say that. I've been paying my own bills since the age of 17 years old, so I do not need to be abused. No one deserves or needs to be abused, period. I don't care what age they are, you know. So I'm just at the point in my life, my peace comes first. So if that requires me to be without certain type of people, then I'll be without them. Long without them, forgot them, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say I don't think about my brother. I don't think about my mother. I don't think about my sisters. Because you would think that we'll be closer, but we're not. Um, I don't want to blame my mother. I blame, for those who believe in good and bad, the devil and all that sort of thing. Um, I believe the devil is very much a part of that. Um, my mother and my siblings are used against me. Yes. But... <sighs> I look at them because say they got so much going on for them. They ain't got me. They asked me out of their life a very long time ago. You treat people like shit, they wonder why they ain't around. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, that's the best choice I've made in my life is to stay away from them. The sanity thing is really important for me to keep my own sanity. And being with toxic people, you ain't gonna have it. That shit, that peace thing ain't gonna exist. <laughs> so. I talked about this because I think a lot of folks don't talk about abuse because it's not pretty. Um, And I want you to know what type of victim I have been away from being abused by my mother and my stepfather. Two people literally being stumped on. I have permanent nerve damage in in my back and the lower part of my leg from my mother. I don't talk about it. Why? Because it's not pretty. And see, people accept me. Sometimes I don't want to tell, talk about abuse. Yeah, gotta because some people won't accept me because it's not pretty. It's not cute, you know. And me talking about, well, I don't want to deal with my own mom. Well, my mother hasn't been a mother, so so there's a giant difference. I mean, okay, yes, she gave birth to me. Nine months labor. Well, no, she ain't gonna labor. She technically got a C-section. God was involved in that. So, I say that she can't completely take credit and all that. Um, so, I was a child she didn't want. It shows in her actions. So, this is many reasons why I, I love my mom. 
I'm not against her mother, but, well, for whatever reason, the enemy has allowed her to be against me. And I love my siblings and sisters and all of them in Detroit. Well, I refuse to lower my standard of life to make other motherfuckers happier. Sorry, not sorry. I refuse to do that to myself. I don't talk about it how much I've been beat on. Because it's not pretty. See, most people who been with, been through half what I've been through. I don't like to love people up and one lump sum. But uh, the point I'm making is... Suicide was an option for me. Why? If you got a stepfather who doing the shit he was doing to you, and an absent father at the same time who I miss so dearly, and at the same time a mother who became like a a monster. I wouldn't say overnight because the shit was coming. She was emotionally abusive before she divorced my dad. She just became far more abusive, and I got a chance to experience that shit with my black eye. Because a guy called me at 15 years old. It's fucking weird. Because in my head, I think at 15 years old is a good time for, you know, you shouldn't get a black guy from getting a guy actually call you. Who want even boyfriend and girlfriend? We were just talking on the damn phone. But in her head, I'm just like her. 15 years old and get pregnant 15, had a baby at 16, like my brother. And I got beat for that. I got tore down for that and sometimes I feel like when you're too brilliant sometimes sometimes you get punished for it like any single mind me being creative needing that support wanting that support I didn't get it even as an adult so when I have my art gallery shows we're gonna look out for my new art pieces I got coming out it's gonna happen next month be, be ready be ready be ready I'm excited about it I hope you're excited about it too but um I got no respect for anything. I got jealousy. Just weird, because I think, like, as a mother, you want your babies to do better. Not, I'm jealous, sort of shit. Oh, I didn't come see you because you're so important. No, you don't get to torture me and think I want to have you at a high standard, but I find you as a priority. That's fucking nuts. Because I know plenty of parents and grown kids where there is a priority because they have a special bond, a special connection, an actual healthy relationship everything that we and her don't possess he would say oh you know go grow up and get over it who why are you talking like this shit happened 10 years ago meaning the disrespectfulness shit the comparing my siblings to me shit these are many reasons why i don't live in detroit to have that shit and the cold weather and wrap that motherfucker up nope not for me but it felt really good in all honesty, um, I'm gonna take the bitter with the sweet. Meaning, I'm gonna celebrate both. I'm celebrating also the fact that I got treated with love and respect from people who are not related to me by four people in Detroit just now, and I haven't had that in so long. Oh my God, I almost don't know how to talk to you about it. And I got fed too. I was licking the bowl. So what I'm making to you is I got treated by Detroit. And um, I got treasured by Detroit. And that meant something because I don't know if you know how it feels to be a part of a city, of a historical city. All of us are part of a historical city, granted. But be a part of something 
and not be a part of something for so long. To be an outcast for so fucking long. And then you finally get a little glimpse of hope. I want to see my mom one day. I don't know how I don't know when that shit gonna happen. But I would like to see her. But I'm not gonna put up with her shit. That means she can't pay for nothing. So she's a control freak. I know my mom. So that means she can't pay for 10 cents. Everything will have to be on my dime, my dollar, and my time. And I'm going to say God's time because he's the one who gives it to me. But um, I don't hate my mom. No, I don't hate her. I don't like her. <laughs> I don't hate her. <laughs> hate to me is a, more, it's a very strong evil emotion. So with all that said, today, today... I got treated by Detroit and it felt good. I got treated right by Detroit and it felt so fucking phenomenal. Just seven minutes of talking to, to, to four people and a bowl of, of yummy lasagna, <laughs> me licking the bowl and all, meant, meant good for me. I had a bitter taste about Detroit, even though, you know what, I'm kind of actually kind of glad that the Detroiters I had in my life were fucked up because they pushed me away to take care of myself. So in that retrospect, I'm grateful for um, And there's also a rumor that my stepfather was at my dad's funeral. That's mad disrespectful. And I have a Jamaican friend that wanted to come with me to my dad's funeral to start some shit. And he's Jamaican. They don't fuck around. Okay. Now, the point I'm making is you don't throw gasoline when there's already a fire. You just don't do this shit. Okay. But he was willing to go right to Detroit with me and we was going to go to work because I would have flipped the fuck out singing that, that pervert at my dad's funeral. My cousin claimed that he was there. My cousin don't have a reason to lie or a gang in it. Okay. So, long story short, I didn't go to the funeral because the wedding all let me know that they didn't weren't interested in me coming. You know he's my dad. And let me know piece by piece that you don't belong here. So don't come. So I celebrate the fact that I'm learned to love me. I'm still learning to love me, y'all, because I'm still broken. I ain't gonna pretend that I'm not. All this shit I just told you, of course I'm still broken, but I'm not I'm not hopeless now. Just because I'm homeless currently does not mean I'm hopeless. You know, just because I um, don't know how I'm going to get the hell out of here. Um, don't know what position I'm going to be in next. Does not mean I... Um, I gave him more life. I told myself, this is a promise, and I hope that y'all hold me to it, that I do not give up on me, no matter how hard this shit is. Because I actually screamed out in God last night and said, Lord, why you let me live? Why you let me live here? Nobody don't love me here. But you know what? I take that back. He actually, God loves me. So that, I was hurting. So when you hurting sometimes you say shit you ain't got no business saying. But let me go ahead and get to the point. I got treated by Detroit and it felt really good. Even one of the people that noticed me 
said, you look familiar. You might have went to the same high school. So, <laughs> thank you all to, all of you who listened to my I Got Treated by Detroit podcast show. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for those who have a healthy family, a loving family, regardless of how small or minute you think it may be, I advise you to hold on to those people. Hold on to building those relationships. Don't give up on these people. Because everybody ain't got that. I'm a living example of that. Even though I'm a kind person, but all that come from God. And I have to give God his credit, his due, his justice, you know. So, that's the miracle for me. Like, I could be bitter and unusually mean to people because I had things really, really fucked me up. But you know what? That's not who I am. And that's not who you are if you've been through things in your life as well. So, if you have anybody in your family... That loves you, respect you, honors you. Hey, you're blessed. So I advise you to hold on to your blessings and watch them grow. This has been I've Been Treated by Detroit Podcast Show over and out. P.S. If, or for FYI, for your information, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast show, please do so. Um, you can subscribe and use any dollar amount and be a part of the regular subscribers on this podcast show. Thank you for letting me do this again. And God bless and don't give up. Bye-bye. Over and out. Detroit treated me over and out.